Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Welcome, one and all. We are gathered here to uh, delve into the filmography of our Lord and Saviour, Tom Hanks. Amen. You there in the front row... Is your name Zach? Nope. Oh, what's your name? Brian. Brian, right, of course. You've been coming here for like 10 years. Exactly. Sorry, I forgot, Brian. I'm actually offended that you don't know my name. I'm incredibly high right now. (laughs) Um, How has Tom Hanks changed your life over the past week, Brian? Tom Hanks has had an incredible influence on my life. Ever since I saw Toy Story. Oh, yes. I've been... uh, I've worn only cowboy costumes. Brian... I hate to interrupt you, but you know this. This is a group celebrating his live-action oh. filmography. Oh, Get I out. thought it was just all film. Leave. Ye- okay, bye. Leave. You, you there in the middle, what is your name? I, I, I think you're new here. I'm new. Yep. My name... <laughs> my name, Jacob. Oh. My claim to fame, managing to watch these two movies. <laughs> wow. That's a feat worthy of praise. Hello and welcome to Holy But a Goodie. That was a very low stakes, low energy intro. Very yeah, different. It's very chill. I could believe you were high. <laughs> uh, this is Oldie But a Goodie. Every week we're like, what? What? Seriously, what came out this week back in uh, 1984? Pick one movie, we do it. Except the movie we're doing this week came out last week because nothing came out this week. And then we're also doing a film from March because why not? Tom Hanks is in it. My name is Sandra. As always, I'm joined by Zach. I think you mean Brian, but yes. I refuse <laughs> to, to stoop to that level. Uh, we're also joined by our guest, Jacob. Hello. Shalom. It's good to be back. It's been a while. You guys, I haven't been listening as much as I could have been. Because I don't know any movies from 1984. I just don't mm. recognise any of them. That's fair. That's going to become important later. So, a movie called Bachelor Party came out last week back in 1984. And originally I went, well, that doesn't look like it's going to have too much of a plot and not much to talk about. So let's do the other Tom Hanks film from 1984, Splash. Because it's gotten really popular this year. It was released on Disney Plus uh, and became a bit of a meme. We'll talk about why later. But anyway, it turns out Splash was... A notable, but not super notable. Bachelor mm. Party was wild, on the other hand, and really we could have just done an episode on that. Mm. It is off the hook. If there was a hook, it would be a hooker, is what it would be. <laughs> because that's the main focus of this episode. Oh man, it was so bad, I'm so excited to talk about that. <laughs> uh, first impressions, I really enjoyed both of these. <laughs> I thought both of them were pretty enjoyable. <laughs> what did well. you think, Zach? I had mixed feelings about a certain one of these movies we watched. (laughs) On the one hand, I laughed. On the other hand, I was dying on the inside the other half. And then Splash was good. I like Splash. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. Jacob, what did you think of these? (laughs) Okay, so, yeah, the reason why I wanted to mention that I haven't heard so many of the 1984 is because... 
This one aged... Bachelor Party aged so, so badly. <laughs> now, okay, okay, you say that, but yes. out of every single party film I have seen pre-Superbad, this is aged better than all of them. Okay, that's good, that's good. So we can talk about it when we get to it, but... It just means all of them are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this one has Tom Hanks in it, so... Yeah, Tom Hanks, funnily enough, plays this character... Who's meant to be like this, you know, whatever, like, not super great guy. And he's the most decent of the entire <laughs> movie, literally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but first off, we should talk about Splash. First impressions of Splash, Jacob, what did you think? Yeah. It was... Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, I guess that. Yeah. Like, they made a whole... They made a full movie out of it, which is something. Yeah. An hour and 50 minutes. Yeah. Probably too long. Yeah. But I did enjoy it. I I, I did quite like it. I liked it. I I thought it had a goal, and it completed it. And it didn't really differ too much. Like, it started off... I hate his brother. He got better, uh, which is surprising for a 1984 character. Because usually if they start off bad, they get worse. Yeah. Not better, but he got better. And I kind of liked him by the end. But Yeah. Uh the like the main focus of the whole movie was just their sort of story. And I thought it was like it was a bit long though, I will say. It was a bit long, but yeah, it was quite sweet and there was some nice stuff in it. One thing that I would say that that people that have heard me on the podcast would know. The only movie that the only movies that I value worth watching. Mm. Guys, as you can remember, are Cool Runnings and School of Rock. Mm. And Those are the only two good movies. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. So, John Candy is, of course, in Cool Runnings. He is. And watching this, I just saw the exact same character. Like, it felt like a he's, prequel yeah. to Cool Runnings. He's the mm. same. I mean, he's, he's a comedian from Second City, and he does the same thing in everything he's in. And he does mm. well at it, but, you know, it's the same thing. So. Look, when you've got a thing that you're good at, you just stick to. You just do yeah. it. And I can respect that. So, Splash was released March 9th. It's directed by Ron Howard. He's done How the Grinch Stole Christmas, Apollo 13, Willow, Solo, A Star Wars Story. He's a great director. But he's also done some bad stuff. So who knows, really? I'm sure he's a nice like guy. Solo. <laughs> Solo <laughs> was... Nah, I love... St- I actually love Solo, so... Solo fine. was fine. I don't like the Grinch, but I like Jim Carrey. Is that the, is that the new animated Grinch or the old no, one? No, it's the Jim Carrey one. Oh my god, that was so good! <laughs> I saw it when I was like six and went, ew! So, uh, you, you know, I should go, you go back to, do to it. recap. <laughs> you, <laughs> back you will it. be disappointed, <laughs> I guarantee. Uh, this film is co-written by Lowell Gans and Babalu Mandel. They wrote Greedy from last year. Oh! That's a good film. Just a good film. Jacob. And Jacob should watch Greedy. I think you'd like it. I haven't seen one of these movies that you've said so far. (laughs) The cast is Tom Hanks playing Alan Bauer. It's his second movie ever. Oh. The first film he did was a small role in a slasher called He Knows You're Alone. And he was also in a sitcom called The Bosom Buddies, which lasted for two seasons and looks (laughs) bad, but also he's in it. So I don't know. Why didn't we watch those? (laughs) Sounds like an exciting time. I want to see him in a slasher film. I think that would be very entertaining. I want to watch an episode of Bosom Buddies. As mentioned oh, previously, uh, his uh, his 
brother, whose name is Freddy, is played by John Candy. His story arc is he starts off as a kid looking up women's skirts, and then 20 years later, he's still doing it. That's his yep. character arc. No, his character arc is they have a weird sort of role reversal near the end. Because he's running the business and the other guy's slacking off, which was... It wasn't really touched on, but I thought it was interesting. Mm. But also, he's just kind of an idiot. Yeah. That's... Well, look, that's most of the characters he plays, though. Like, he's that... Im- mm. He's different in JFK, but also JFK is so factually incorrect that I refuse to say anything positive about that movie. So, you know, Oof. but he's good in it, so whatever. Um, he passed away in 1994, mm. uh, which is a shame. He died quite young. But he is from Second City, alongside Rick Moranis, Martin Short, Catherine O'Hara, and Eugene Levy, who's also in this movie, as scientist dude Dr. Walter. He is the only cast member who's in all eight American Pie movies. He's also done heaps of other good stuff, like being the co-creator and co-star of the show Schitt's Creek, along with his son and daughter. Excellent show. Mm. Final season came out this year and was very good. Eugene, he's pretty funny in this, as the scientist, I think. My trouble with the movie definitely was, as like a... Jewy scientist focused guy I was on his team like <laughs> I related more to him than anyone else which was Absolutely. which which became great because he he goes from hero to uh, from villain to hero yeah but the first half of the movie I was just like come on give this guy a break yeah no, but that's, that is the point of the movie though this guy can't catch a break <laughs> it's, it's catch literally race. his his like final moment is like his hero's arc ends in him not getting a break. <laughs> yes, I felt bad for him, Zach. I felt bad for him. I, I, yeah, he was my favourite character. I loved him. And then finally, Daryl Hannah is Mermaid Madison. We saw her previously in Reckless, which I think was a January yep. movie? Mm. Written by the guy who did Harry Potter. Uh, she's better in this. Yeah. Because that was a bad film. She <laughs> has lines. She has lines. And dialogue and a character. Which is all things she was quite lacking in. Other films she's been in is Blade Runner and Kill Bill. She's good. And also the reason why this film became a meme. Because, yeah, she does spend a lot of this movie uh, without various clothing. Mm. And because technically this is a Disney movie, they put it on Disney+, Plus, but they were like, we need to sense this. Mm. We, need to, we need to do something just to cover everything up. So they added heaps of CGI hair that doesn't move. It just stays very still for all of it, and it looks hilarious. So check that mm. out if you haven't seen it, because it's ridiculous. You know the scene where she jumps into the water, like right at the start? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. There's just a massive blob of hair covering everything. But I, I didn't see the Disney cut. I didn't see the Disney cut, but I knew it was there. I was like, hmm, I wonder where they edited it. And then, yeah, I was like, that nah, has to be that shot. But also, I'm Googling it. Yep, that is some CGI hair. That looks bad. <laughs> There we go. Can confirm. This film has 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, based off 42 reviews as well. So that's very good. Mm. It doesn't have an audience score or any audience reviews, which is a bit weird. But Zach, you said that it could be because it got reviewed bombed and they just removed it. Yeah, there was a whole lot of memes going on. Haha, she got censored. Lol, lamau, dab dab. You know, that sort of internet stuff. 
It does have 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb though, so audiences do like it, and they loved it at the time as well. It was a hit. It got nominated for a bunch of stuff. Daryl Hannah won some awards for her performance. It was even nominated at the Oscars for Best Original Screenplay. Mm. Wow. Also, apparently this movie inspired lots of parents to name their kids Madison, because that wasn't really a thing before this, apparently. Oh, I heard about that. I legit heard about that. Uh, yeah, because that, that was a scene where it's like, Madison's not a name, and I'm like... But it is a name. It definitely is a name. So that makes it... That's so weird. This film cost $11 million to make. Uh, I've only got the domestic numbers here. Let's have a bit of a prediction off. What do you think it made? 50 mil. Okay, you said it was a hit. So I'll say... 49 mil in the spirit of <laughs> competition. <laughs> I'm going 48 mil. Oh, I'm changing it. I said I wouldn't. You're going in I... the wrong direction. You're both going in the wrong direction. you got to go up. you got to go up. 150 mil. Not way lower than that. 149 mil. <laughs> in, it was 70 mil. 70 mil. Ah! I still won because I went 50 mil and he went 49, so I win. Uh, yeah, let's just very, very quickly go through the basic plot points of this because I think there is still a lot to say about this movie. Hmm. It starts off with a song called Wooly Bully. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've actually heard that song outside this movie before. Oh, okay. It's, yep. It was like, oh, that song. So it's a bully who's very wooly or... Is it the name of a dance? I couldn't figure it out. Uh, It's two words that rhyme pretty well together, made into a song. Uh Yeah. Anyway, what happens in the flashback? So in the flashback, Sandro and Zach, we see a young boy looking up the skirts of women by dropping coins on the ground. Hey, that. Now, it's a testament to the movie uh, Bachelor Party, because I saw that and I was like... Wow, that this looks like a progressive movie. Like, uh-huh. yeah, like what's it called? Like, it's still you know, it's still a joke about uh, like degrading women, but it's a lot, a lot better than it could have been given, given the year. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's and it's like, oh, he's a kid, haha. He's he's a dumb kid. Uh, only a child would do this sort of dumb maneuver. And then he's like, 20 years later, I'm going to do it again. <laughs> yeah, because once something works once for him, he just does it continuously. Yeah, and so after they, after they look up some skirts and we get that, then the next thing we need is that our mate Tom Hanks falls in the water. <gasps> and then I love they've got like, they're, they're prepared for this. They've got like a boy over, overboard uh, alarm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's just a general person overboard. It's not just a boy. <laughs> no, that's, that's a different alarm, Zach. Oh, wait. Someone's overboard. Quick, what gender and age were they? I'm not sure. Just do the they bell. The they bell. <laughs> they've got boy overboard. They've got man. They've got woman. They've got girl. Mm. And they've got we didn't see. <laughs> we didn't see. Over. <laughs> yeah, that's the they bell. <laughs> Honestly, to save money, and I know it's the 80s, but just have that one. What do you get? <laughs> a general neutral one? Yeah, well, I think that's the one they ring in the movie. I can't remember correctly, but I'm pretty Probably. sure that was the one. Also, he jumps in the water because the water is glittering, and he gets mesmerized by it, so he's like, I'm going to go to the water. I thought he, like, spotted the mermaid or something, or Maybe. she used some magic or some crap. I don't know. Look, yeah, I don't know. he jumps in the water. He's like, yeet. And while he's down there, he sees a young girl his age with blonde hair. Mm. 
and, and that's it. That's all I have to say about that. Then, then they throw a boy and do nothing with it at all because right after they throw it, a guy jumps in and saves it. <laughs> does literally nothing. The, the like life ring or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I watched that and it was like that. They didn't even use it. I also love how the editors were like, "Now this scene takes place twenty years in the past. How are we going to show people it's twenty years in the past while also appeasing?" Ooh, the- ooh. Ooh, classic ooh. audiences who go to see Touchstone slash Disney movies. Yes, you. What did? Yes, yes. What's your idea. idea? Orange. Yes, let's make everything <laughs> orange. That wasn't my idea, but yes, let's go with that. Orange everywhere. Not black and yeah. white. Orange. <laughs> nah, it's still good though. Right. It's, it's like a. It's like an old film that you've spilt coffee on. It's just. I guess, orange. guess so. Just this brownish orange tinge. Anyway, Tom Hanks in the future, the, the present? Who knows? He gets dumped and he's sad. So he goes to the beach and he goes looking for a mermaid and he almost drowns. But the mermaid, she saves him. Mm. And then she's like, sup, I'm horny. Wow, you, yeah, no, you skipped over a big chunk because we see he's got like a fruit company. Oh, yeah, there's the whole fruit company as well. That, that's, that's important because they get some slimy cherries. What are they going to do with that? Well, his brother... Uh, made a bet, a gamble with a dude, and now they have to buy them. Hey, Jacob, yes. I've got a question for you. Please. The brother is not great at business, goes to clubs, uh, is gambling with his business, yet also gets invited to a party with the president later on. Do you think that adds up? <laughs> okay, that whole thing with the, with the, the party with the president, I'm going to admit, I yeah, that went over my head. <laughs> so, so the brother got invited, but then Tom went. Is that the idea? I think they mm. were both gonna go, but Tom was like, "Hey, can I bring my mermaid?" <laughs> <laughs> okay, the only context that works is in America, where everyone knows each other at college. That maybe he was maybe the mm. brother's friends with the president when they were at college. There's heaps of stuff of uh, of Tom and and Madison just doing <laughs> fish out of water stuff as well which was all pretty funny i liked how she learns how to speak by watching tv for six hours in a convenience store and then when she's like walking back with hanks she says i learned english and if you answer all of these questions you can win some wonderful prizes (laughs) is it explained that she can learn use mermaid magic to learn quickly i guess it's it's a funny funny haha in this funny haha movie i did like how her voice was quite raspy though like mm. when she started talking first it did sound like she hasn't said anything in ages and i thought that was a good touch i liked when she spoke in mermaid and broke all the screens oh yeah her name is <laughs> Yo, that's a funny goof remember how this is two hours long and this is what they do sp- sp- this is what they spent time on during the movie. It's so funny because, like, my thoughts about this movie in general were so just like, yeah, I guess that's a decision. <laughs> that the only thing I have to talk about are, like, really specific things. <laughs> yeah. What about the Statue of Liberty? Did you know that the Statue of Liberty was a gift from France? <laughs> that is in this movie. Okay, so here I have, what's it called? <laughs> That Tom Hanks, his juggling is legitimate. When he tries to distract people at the Statue of Liberty, that's not CGI juggling, that's real juggling, which is cool. I like that. They couldn't teach an actor to juggle for one scene, they just CGI'd it. <laughs> no, there's lots of movies where they do that. 
You wouldn't be surprised how much CGI juggling there is in the world. Oh, wow. I, okay. I, I would be surprised. Um, something else <laughs> I thought. How and why did she have a fringe? Um, Cover up that 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 forehead of hers. <laughs> can't, yeah, have, like, can't have that on Disney+. Plus. If you were living... <laughs> good joke. <laughs> if you were living underwater, what, you just got scissors down there? You're just giving yourself a trim? <laughs> The hair floats around, right? So it's it, like if you're moving forward, it's going to go up in the air. But yeah. hang on a second. But every time that she's underwater, I'm pretty sure she flips her hair out of her face. Yes, she does. So, <laughs> she does. I remember that. <laughs> hmm. oh, look, my argument failed at this point. You might win this round, Jacob. Thank you. Thank. It's the most unrealistic part of the whole movie, that fringe. Okay, so that's imagine you're at the Statue of Liberty, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. A naked woman walks up to you. Oh, I gotta get a picture yeah. right now. <laughs> I have to get a picture with her. How many reactions would you have before you were like, picture, picture, take a picture with me? And her? Oh, immediately I'll go, <gasps> boobs, quick yeah. picture time. There's yeah. also the, the, the guy with the binoculars that swings them around so he can get a closer look at her. right, while his wife is just standing there. <laughs> this happens a lot in these movies because it kind of happens again in Bachelor Party where a couple walk into the party, the guy is like, right, the drug's are that way, the hookers are that way, and then the guy's like, alright, I'm going that way. Yeah, that, yeah, that was cool, how these two movies, very different, but in lots of ways, very similar. Very, very sexist. Yeah. <laughs> it was a different time. <laughs> it was a different time. Our classic catchphrase. <laughs> um, but guys, my favourite part about this whole movie is how... Let's say there's a danger approaching Tom and Mermaid, right? Mm. Yeah. They never ever run. They always first kiss. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, my God. <laughs> then they run. They spend so much time instead of like running away. Literally, the end scene where the scientists sacrifice themselves, it's like a minute scene where they have a conversation after just being in a like neck and neck chase with a car they stop and take a minute to have this conversation and i'm like surely they're captured by now surely the car's caught up and they're dead the only thing i've got to say to that is ron howard directed this ah well that explains everything yeah I want to talk about Eugene Levy. He finds out that she's a mermaid and then just walks around throwing water on people. And it's so funny. He does this like three times and it's great every single time. Oh, and how he gets the same person somehow and gets beaten up twice by the husband. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of which, yes, he pours a bucket of water on this husband and wife and then the husband comes towards him while he's taking pictures, thinking it's Hank and Madison there's a hand the guy he reaches his hand up towards the camera and it's a cgi hand it's a fake hand or maybe it's a hand against a green screen i don't know it's not the actor's hand there's just this <laughs> random hand that comes up and grabs the camera and it looks awful it's the worst effect in this whole film did you see that zach was that in our car yeah, yeah yeah that was a thing it was really bad 
it was genuinely like really bad CGI, but it was for two seconds. Yeah, I remember just going black and then you hear the punch and sound effects. Yeah, yeah. It's the hand comes up and then it goes black and then it's punched. Oh man, I missed the bad CGI hand. Yeah, it's really bad. You would it's literally like a blink and you'll miss it sort of scene as well. That's such a shame. Yeah. I was gonna mark this a uh, goodie if only there was more CGI body parts. <laughs> <laughs> well, have I got news for you? There was no, there was no legs or tails, unfortunately. But we got hands. Yeah, there was a tail. There was a, a fish tail. There was a fish tail, but it wasn't CGI, was it? No, I think it was all practical. There's one close up on her leg turning into like getting all scaly, but I think that was also practical. I'm not too sure. Yeah, yeah. I remember the the leg getting scaly was like the bathtub one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's practical. It's all practical effects. Yeah, so, you so. know, so. nice. No, no nice. CGI. Stick to the practical yeah. effects. That's what you're good at back then. Eventually, though, Levy he manages to get water all over Madison, and then she turns into a mermaid. And Hanks is like, "Oh my god, you're a mermaid!" And then they both get captured uh, and taken to a military facility underneath a museum for natural art. Yep. Um, and fish. And fish. There's a there's a section on fish. He's really not down with her being a mermaid. Yeah. Oh, there's that quote. There's a quote where he's like, all my life I've been looking for someone and when I find her, she's a fish. (laughs) Yeah, I was so disappointed in him. He got mad at her. Can you imagine that? Yeah. She's locked up in a US military testing facility and he has the goal to be mad at her. They keep saying that she's not human, though. But the point of a mermaid is it's half human, half fish. So she is half human. She's not. It's racism is what it is. And I won't stand for it. Legitimately, though, it, it, like, it is a breach of human rights. <laughs> like, Does yeah. the Geneva Act cover mermaids? These are the hard-hitting questions. Yeah, look, that's the movie I would have liked to see. A mermaid's rights movie? Oh, Hell man, yeah. I've got my sequel. Okay, so it's an alternate movie. Mm where it starts with the guy wedding her and we see that she's a mermaid, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the military arrests her and then we see a movie about the lawyers arguing that <laughs> the, the, you know, the government lawyers are saying she's a fish and we can test her. <laughs> and the good lawyers, it's kind of like the movie Spotlight. Mark Ruffalo is the good lawyer and he's arguing yeah. that she's a human with human rights and it ends with her being released and they don't do one test. Nice. Nice. And then it wins Best Picture at the Oscars. Yes, exactly. Not just nominated, no. I just want to see that scientist, the, the like, jerk bad guy one. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the real bad guy one. Yeah, he's he's the real bad guy. He talks with a uh, good guy scientist, what's-his-face, can't remember his character's name. Yeah, Levy. Um, but they're talking after they've captured the mermaid. Mm. And he's, like, running away, and the good guy scientist is like, you're an asshole, because he is. And then yeah. the guy's like... Well, I don't respect you as a scientist. Go find another unicorn. Well, he he literally found it. He found a mermaid. He is one of the greatest scientists of all time. And you're dissing him because, oh, he believes in mermaids. Yes, because it's right there in a tank. Yeah. You're doing tests on it. Yep. I was yep. so mad. I was like... This guy is the biggest ass. You gave him crap earlier for going after mermaids because, of course, they don't exist. But he's now proven that mermaids exist. One of the greatest yeah. discoveries of all time. <laughs> that 
is an elephant insult though. Go find another unicorn, you one hit wonder. <laughs> you little bitch. <laughs> God damn. Go squirt some water on a horse and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, like where where is the people swarming to him trying to give him a Nobel Prize or some crap? I don't know. It's the, that was the bit that infuriated me. Is like mm. after this, he should have been on the up and up, you know, and because like he was the one that brought all the attention to this, and then they gave him crap for it, rightfully yeah. so. And then he found mermaids, so he should be given praise. But no, don't even do that. And we know that the public is aware as well that there are mermaids because there's a quote at some point where a reporter is asking if the mermaid is dating Burt Reynolds, which was a very topical, very Mm. topical, a quote. So we know Mm. that the public is aware of this. Mm. Yeah, so Tom Hanks eventually gets released because he screams, I am not a fish, and they're like, he's probably not (laughs) a merman. (laughs) Yeah, he's been in here like 12 hours. Yeah. And nothing's happened. I think it's just a guy. (laughs) These scientists are dumb. They're all very stupid. They're very bad. There is one good scientist in this place, and he's the one raving on about mermaids. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's happening in this institute. Uh, so he teams up with Eugene Levy, who is a good man now. And Jacob, what's the plan? Here's the plan, Sandro. Hit me. Let's say, Sandro, we were going to mm. steal your cat. Oh no! So me is the cat part mermaid. <laughs> Yeah, the cat's part mermaid. Don't put gotcha, 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 gotcha. <laughs> So me, you, and Zach go into your house. Wait, I'm stealing my cat. We're stealing your cat from your own house. Yeah, but stealing I'm your mermaid cat from your house. Yeah, let's say yeah, your house but... or Sandra's house. So me, you, and Zach go into your room, and your parents mm. see three people enter your room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd be like, "Hi, parents, I'm here to take my cat." No, don't give it away. <laughs> You're here to get your Funko Pop collection. Oh, okay. okay. The one Funko Pop yeah, I've got. We're gonna get your one Funko Pop. <laughs> and, and the mermaid cat. <laughs> me, yeah. you, and Zach walk into your room. Okay. Actually, I think Zach got me my one Funko Pop for like my 18th or something. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, so now we enter your room. Now your parents are expecting three people to leave. Mm-hmm. So we leave Zach in your room. Wait, what? And me and you take out the cat. Right, pretending that the cat is a person. Is Zach, exactly. Uh, yeah, if you add the Funko Pop and the cat, that's about <laughs> my size. Exactly. That's about the size of a large, obese person. <laughs> that the, the character... Did you notice that in the movie? Yes. Because yes, the, the I, brother's I very obese, and then the mermaid is not, and the guard does not pick up on that. That is true. Yeah. But anyway. Um, I do have a question, though. When we are approaching my parents to get the cat mm-hmm. we need to pretend we're different people so l- let's say for example uh they're expecting you to come over for some reason but perhaps you in the company of some um... they've invited their swedish friends over exactly yeah my parents have invited their famous swedish friends over mm-hmm. well that's pretty easy i could pretend to be swedish mm. i would mm. simply say in swedish hello baby i have a 12 inch penis <laughs> And your parents, who speak fluent Swedish, would think this was so funny (laughs) that they would pat me on the back and welcome me with open arms. Well, you're clearly a Swedish person. (laughs) Exactly. I like that, though, about... Because that's what the brother does. And the Swedish guard is like, wow, 
But I love that because, you know, obviously, like, every immature kid knows how to say, like, something like that in another language. But I love that, mm. like, the brother uses his powers for the good. Mm. Yeah. Instead of it's... evil. That's his real arc. Yeah. Because he's been watching Swedish porn over and over again, like, 500 times, he says. <laughs> love mm-hmm. it. You're bound to pick up some phrases. Absolutely. They take Madison and basically, long story short, uh, she has to jump into the ocean to... But what about that... That scientist redeeming arc. Oh, he falls into a, a grate or a window or something. He, he, like, tries to sacrifice himself to slow the the army down by going and, walk like, standing in the middle of the road. But the mm. car doesn't slow down, so he has to jump out of the way last second. Um, which, uh, kind of on the army people. He nearly murdered a civilian. Kind of unsatisfying ending to his arc but I feel like every ending to everyone's arc in this was a little bit like that Mm. yeah like the most unsatisfying thing in the movie for me is so the truck is coming down the road and there's like a taxi in the way Mm. (laughs) so we're like yeah the truck is gonna smash the taxi yeah no yeah smash the taxi smash the taxi that's what I was thinking yeah and then some soldiers come out and gently move the taxi onto its side because the whole point is this is the jerk taxi driver that we saw at the start of the movie and I thought, cool, he's going to get his comeuppance. They're going to smash into the taxi and move on. And the guy's going to be like, oh, man, my taxi. <laughs> my taxi's all smashed. <laughs> but instead, they just like, they stop. Not They don't stop for a civilian in the way of the car. No, 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 no. no. But they'll stop for a random ass taxi. Oh, man. Is that not a statement on our society, Zach? Absolutely. Mm. I don't know what statement it is, but it's definitely <laughs> one of them. And they they gently but very carefully tip the entire car over on its side and move on. Which I also thought was pretty funny that they just tip it on its side and move on. It didn't make sense because then they immediately catch up with Tom Hanks. I guess those two spend a minute making Mm. out. Yeah, they're making too many making out sessions in, oh, I'll miss you, blah, blah, blah. So the army manages to catch up. And then... Madison is like, oh, I can't, I can't evade the military forever on land. I'm going to sea. You can come with me if you want. And Tom Hanks is like, nah, actually I will. Then the movie ends. (laughs) What convinces him is just, he's like, no, I can't. And then the military are like, we're going to arrest you. And it's like, well, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, maybe I should have chosen the water with the mermaid. It's totally not a choice of like in most movies like this where the person actually has character development. (laughs) It's like... Are you going to choose life imprisonment or living with a mermaid in a magical kingdom or whatever? Yep. I wonder where this arc in the movie is going. Okay, so then he jumps in and Mm -hmm. the military has their special diving squad, which is a legitimate thing that the military does have. But the way that they're defeated is just pull out their mouthpiece. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then they can't breathe. Checkmate, idiots. There's no way you could possibly figure out how to deal with this. Great, <laughs> right. I forgot about that. <laughs> and that is Splash. Before we rate it, there's a sequel. Whoa. It came out in 1988. It's called Splash Two, except it's spelt Splash, comma T double O. It's a classic TV movie thing because it is a TV movie. 
The uh, premise is they both return to New York to help save the brother's business, and it looks oh, God. absolutely awful. So the worst part of the movie? Yeah. <laughs> Great. But let's rate Splash, starting with Jacob. I'm gonna say it, kids. This was an Aldi. Damn. <gasps> yeah, I'll get. I'll give it an Aldi. Okay. But like, if if someone was saying, "Yeah, we're gonna put on Splash because of the thing and whatever," we'll laugh at the CGI stuff. I'd be fine with that, you know. Hmm. But it's not something I'd go out recommending and be like, "Oh yeah, Splash was alright." Uh, I think I'm gonna give it a goodie because <laughs> I enjoyed it, and I would recommend it to some people. It's not amazing but you know it's pleasant it's a pleasant viewing mm. perhaps for a a younger audience member obviously watching mm. the censored disney yeah, version yeah yeah gotta put that hair in the way yeah can't be having none of those bums for young kids or foreheads <laughs> uh yeah i'm gonna go goodie basically because you two gave it an oldie and i'm like yeah it's fine yeah <laughs> so yeah that's fair if both of you gave it a goodie i might give it an oldie but yeah yeah you, you gotta make sure there's enough oldies in here but also give it a little goodie because i did i did genuinely enjoy it i did i did like when they just found the brother at the tank and he's just sitting there fishing and he's like, hey, mm. how's it going? It's like, yeah, he's getting arrested and put to jail. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look, I reckon... he's, he's going away for life. <laughs> On that gag, like that gag is a good gag. And there are some good gags in this movie, but it's like, it's like a sandwich with way too much bread, you know? It's like at some point... I do like a lot of bread. You've got so much of that set up for a few jokes. Have you ever tried a jam sandwich before? It's where you get two slices of bread and jam it together. <laughs> nice reference. Boom, reference to the next movie we're going to do. Let's do it, kids. I do get what you mean, though. All right, Bachelor Party, released June 29th. It's directed by Neil Israel. Keen listeners would remember his name because alongside Joe Roth, who he co-wrote this movie with, they made Police Academy. Not the director, they were the writers. Neil Israel, Joe Roth. And he directed this. And it's better than Police Academy. Would you agree with me, Zach? Ah, I'm torn. Uh, again, I said I was torn at the start, but I am I am torn because I laughed a lot at them, but at the same time I was, like, dying on the inside at other times. Mm. Like, it has such highs and lows. Yeah. And I'm still not sure whether I liked it or disliked it. Interesting. That's so interesting because I laughed a lot, but I think it was just mm. based off Tom Hanks's performance mm. and how he delivers the jokes. I don't know. Uh, it's it's mostly because I hate all the characters. Yeah. Yeah. But the shenanigans they're getting up to is really dumb. Oh, I loved Cole. We'll get to him, but his <laughs> journey was incredible. He was such a villain. <laughs> was he? What? Did he get to any villaining at any point? What I like about Cole though is they had such a like a high bar to set in that everyone else is so terrible. Mm. Mm. So to make him even worse than them, they really had to pull out all the stuff. <laughs> yeah. They just made him the most pathetic human possible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it stars Tom Hanks, obviously, that's why we're doing it. Third ever movie he was in. His mm. fiance, Debbie, is played by Tawny Kittian. She hasn't done much, but she was in a French film called The Perils of Gwendolyn in the Land of the Yik Yak. Love it. <laughs> I think I've heard of that. It came out in February of 1984, and I'm annoyed that I didn't see it because I think it could have been a fun option to add in. I think I've heard of that. I have no idea what it is, but I've heard of it at some point. The only other notable cast member is Wendy Jo Spurter, who plays Hank's 
brother's wife, Dr. Tina. She is Marty's older brother in the Back to the Future films. Oh, I love it. She's really the only other performer in this film who has done anything really that notable. I swear I've seen the guy who organises the bachelor party in something else. I think he was in Police Academy then, maybe? Yeah, maybe. I have no clue. Yeah, so the thing that I was trying to get my finger on, I think he's meant to be Jewish. Or at least very, like, New Yorker, right? Tom Hanks? No, no, no. The guy that sets up the bachelor party. Is he the photographer? The concert ticket. He's selling concert tickets. Oh, the concert ticket dude. Yeah, that's right. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like that is an archetype that we've seen in other places as well. Yeah. Yeah, the, ph- yeah, the photographer dude. I don't know. He seems familiar. Yeah. Anyway. The reception is uh, 54% on Rotten Tomatoes, audience score of 56, so pretty down the middle. A lot of reviews at the time praised Hank's performance, but thought the film was a little bit rude. <laughs> a little bit rude. Why? How so, Sandro? In what way? <laughs> Back that up with evidence, Sandro Butter. <laughs> Is it possibly when the donkey <laughs> takes drugs? <laughs> Give me one example where it was rude and then I'll agree. Just one. Just a single one from this movie. Uh, they kiss Cole's bum. <laughs> okay, that was one part that I wrote in my notes. I was like, that actually is funny. That is... <laughs> Isn't that like a Shrek cat? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Great. Fantastic. <laughs> There's so many jokes in this movie where I was like, that is actually quite funny. Yeah. But there were so many of them. And so I was like, is the film just funny? Or is it just these jokes that are actually very funny? Okay, I'll talk about this a bit. But definitely, definitely, this like clearly this was written in a writer's room, this movie. Oh, yeah. And there's so many jokes where it's just like... Why did they put all that effort for the one joke? And the answer is they just didn't know how to say no. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that. If you thought of a joke, they put it in. They they came out with all these good jokes, and they had to put every single one yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. I'll agree to that. I think the film itself isn't funny, but the jokes are funny, which is weird. That's why I'm so torn. Yeah, it's definitely a thing. It's definitely a film. No, it's a movie. It's not a film. It's a movie. <laughs> that, that we can agree. It is a rude movie. <laughs> it's a rude movie. Rude? Tell me one thing. It cost $7 million. Let's do this again. What do you think it made domestically? Keep it in mind, it's an R-rated film, so not as much as Splash would have made. What do you think? Uh, let's start with the Zach. I'm going to go... Uh, 80 mil. <laughs> Okay. I'm going to go 8 mil. Ooh. 8 mil. Ooh. Uh, I think Jacob's closer. Oh, okay. That's good. good um, but sort of in the middle. It's 38 million. 38. 38 domestically. So That's unbelievable. If that's the case, guys, we could write a blockbuster million dollar movie. Oh, absolutely movie. we could. <laughs> that's what I learned right now. <laughs> it hurts sometimes hearing some of the movies that have made money. All right, let's jump into it. Um, the font. What the heck is the font? <laughs> Why is the top pink ticker tape and then the party is bold? What? Um... <laughs> uh... Because this is a, a bachelor party, it's wild and c- crazy. I have to admit, once again, I looked for the font. I was like, okay, I'm going to discuss the font. Just missed it. Just didn't see it. <laughs> I, I barely remember the font. I was yeah. too distracted by the next part of the film. Okay, so 
this is what happened. I sat down to watch this movie and I was like, all right, mm-hmm. here we go. Bachelor party. We're going to take more notes for Splash, but I'll watch this because, you know, we got her. Mm. And as soon as Tom Hanks showed up, I paused. I called Zach. I was like, let's do a switcheroo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need to talk more about this because this opening is ridiculous and we're in for a wild ride. Yep. Literally. <laughs> nice. Um, as uh, we open up with him driving a bus, a school bus, that is, mm. up to uh, an old nun who we get no character developing on throughout the rest of the film. She's just there. She shows up later. Uh, she shows up once. I, I remember it. Don't you worry. I had a lot of questions and very little answers. Um, and he's late. So, uh, he decides to use a tactic. What, what sort of tactic would you use to make sure a nun wasn't upset with you? I would, um, I would say, uh, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'd hit on her? I think I'd hit on her. Ah! I would maybe, I would lie. I would say, sorry I'm late. Mm-hmm. I was just, uh, in traffic. Mm. All right, we're going with Sandro's idea. At least that one was interesting. <laughs> All right, we're going to hit on this nun. He hits on this nun. So we've set up his character, and we're like, okay, there is no way that it is possible to be more misogynistic <laughs> yes. than hitting on a nun. <laughs> <laughs> then in- <laughs> let's introduce the second character. On the way to introducing them, make sure he gives out Playboy magazines to, to, to ten-year-old children and has and has a hula girl with big breasts <laughs> in on the brain. dashboard. <laughs> Just to make sure you know how misogynistic he can be. I did really like the quote, though, when he's leaving the nunnery or school or whatever it is, and he says, Attention, passengers, we are now leaving Nun Capital and are well on our journey to hell and beyond. I thought that was a really good quote. The, the children are also being told to gamble or doing gambling <laughs> in the back. Yeah. Just every sin you can imagine besides violence. Violence. And they're still hitting each other. There's no murder. Yeah, they got violence. There's definitely a fight club happening on that bus somewhere. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Uh, but yeah, Jacob, how can they be more misogynistic than this opening? Okay, so... <laughs> Seriously, this movie is so bad. <laughs> okay, so then we see a woman bring in her child to have a photo shoot. Yeah. Oh, no. And she's wearing a low-cut shirt. So our cameraman, rather than take pictures of the child, takes pictures of the the woman bending over. Now, Mm. something that we've seen, it believes, in 1984, is that if a woman with large breasts is in the vicinity, what must one do? Ask if she's married? (laughs) That works. Also, get a picture with them if you've been... Get a picture. If you've been listening... That's it. That's it. I love this. So he's taking pictures of this, like this model shoot with the lady and her kid and himself, and then like his <laughs> friend comes in. in. Why is she so down with this? I get it's for the movie scene, but she's like goes to take a a picture with her child, and, and or like just the child. Then she gets involved. Then the cameraman decides that he wants to get involved with the photos. Yeah. Why are you letting this happen? Then the cameraman's like, yeah. 
yeah, let's put this child to sleep. You go to sleep now. <laughs> I'm just going to take pictures with your mum. And then... And then Tom Hanks comes in and is like, I'm going to get in on this. Take more pictures. And so she's taking pictures with two complete strangers. Yeah. It's a good time. We very quickly brushed over it, but as soon as she's introduced and the cameraman does the close-up on mm. uh, the woman, there is a doing sound effect. Oh, yeah. The second time that's happened this year. If I was that baby, I would breastfeed till I was 17 slash 18. Direct quote. That's another quote. So, yeah, so can we get, can we get worse? Then we get the third character. Oh, who's the, oh, the, um, the, the, the car fixer dude. Also known as a mechanic. <laughs> no, he's a car fixer dude. Because he's not a mechanic, because he's bad at his job. Oh, I guess, yeah. That's no, why. that would be an insult to mechanics, yeah. I guess. He's a he's car fixer dude. Um, Is he misogynist? Can't remember. He's not. Nah. He's just a bad character that I hated the whole time. He's really loud, rude, and likes to eat like an animal. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He's the dude that walks up to the couch with the two women on it and then dives his face into a bowl of chips. Yeah. Yes, he does that in the movie. And then he, like, spits water on one of the ladies, like, or soda or whatever that he's drinking, mm. just on one of the ladies and moves off. He's just not a cool dude. <laughs> <laughs> he's in us. Real bad. Okay, but can we do worse than him? You know it. Oh, concert <laughs> ticket seller. Mm. <laughs> oh man, he does look familiar, this guy. If you're watching, look at that. He up. looks like Ben Russell. Yeah, mm. he kind of does. That's a local <laughs> reference for everyone. <laughs> it looks like mm. Melbourne comedian Ben Russell. <laughs> yeah, he's he sells concert tickets, and that's his whole thing. He spends the whole movie booking sex workers for the party that's the only thing he does he's useless oh yeah uh, but he's he has an arc ish oh that's right uh, uh yeah we'll get to that i guess so there's two things that made me feel like oh yeah okay here we here it is yeah 80s is showing and it's his arc it was a different time and then it's also the whole Asian thing as well. Like, those two were like, yucks. Yeah, those two were bad for the 80s. (laughs) Did did not age well. Like, those were, like, those were clearly, like, bad at the time. Or at least the the Asian thing was racist at the time, definitely. Yeah, definitely. The final character is a waiter. He can't say parmesan. Either can I, apparently. No, he can't (laughs) read? I don't... What is his character? He never shows up again. Does he do anything during the rest of the film? I think he's there. He just doesn't do anything or has any role in the movie. It's fascinating to me that these, what, four, five guys that are introduced, aside from Hanks, aren't as big a character's as the bro that's introduced half an hour into the movie. Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah, it's just, it, it feels like a heist movie. Yeah, yeah, it does. It's a weird heist intro. Yeah, it's like Suicide, suicide <laughs> Squad. If they just had, like, an intro screen where their name and their job was, like, flashed <laughs> on screen. Well, I guess this is some sort of bachelor party. <laughs> they, they do say that, though. They, they do say, they do go, like... We gotta have some sort of bachelor party. <laughs> they do say that. Yeah, they literally right. say that. 
I wrote that down as like, oh, okay, they just literally say that. They're all having lunch together and Tom Hanks has got big news. Yeah, they're all really loud, by the way. Throughout this film, they are loud and yelling and, like, people are staring at them and I'm like, these guys are complete assholes. <laughs> yeah. Good lord. These are the people I see on the street and I hate because they play their music yeah. out loud without headphones. Oh, those people. I, I, I have to fight the urge to throw them out the train while it's moving. Oh, when they're on the train, especially. <laughs> oh, yeah. Unless you're on the Sunbury line and it's someone is just uh, playing Melbourne Bounce, a subgenre <laughs> of electronic dance music from 2013. Oh, God. Uh, and they're doing it in 2020, which happened. Oh, the like that's that note you I think they had glow sticks. I swear, I've heard people play their own SoundCloud out <laughs> rapping out on the trains. It was so bad. Ugh. It was like the worst song I've ever heard, and they were playing it out loud and going like, oh, yeah, this is my jam. Like, they were trying to sell it to their friends. I have no idea. <laughs> it was so bad. Funny. Anyway. Uh, yeah, what happens, Jacob? He's got some news for his friends. He's got some news. He's going to be getting married. What? Now, obviously, as these characters aren't characters, they're just stereotypes of different types of guys. Mm-hmm. They are initially not into it, and then immediately into it when they realise they can have a bachelor party where they can have drugs and pay to have sex. Uh, there's a quote from Tom Hanks where he's like, don't worry, guys, nothing's going to change. We're still going to go to the bowling oh, bar God. every Friday night. We're still going to go drinking every Saturday night. And we're still going to wear each other's underwear every Sunday night. I love you guys. <sighs> okay. It's such a weird joke because they don't give it any time to land as a joke. Um, and then also, why put this in your movie? Because they didn't edit any of them. That was a great joke, Greg. <laughs> yeah, put it in. <laughs> put the joke in. Swap an underwear. Hurrah. <laughs> the other thing as well is it doesn't seem like Hanks is that good of a comedic improvising actor. At least from what I can tell from the few comedic films I've seen him in. So all this was scripted. This was all scripted, mm. probably. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, very much so. Let's go to the yeah. clothing shop that Debbie works at. Where the dressing oh my god, rooms. The cloth- oh my god, the clothing shop. I had so many questions. Who is the lady? What is she doing? Who are these people? Why is she serving a customer when she asks? Why is everyone in the shop dancing? Seems like yesterday I taught you how to give a blowjob. <laughs> That's a quote. Dramatic pause <laughs> where everyone stares. That's a gag. Put it in. Put it in the movie. I love this gag. Yeah, if Put it in. If it's not a gag, it's a reference. Like, I wrote, like, at the end, like... It's, it feels as if these people just learnt about having sex. Like, every single character <laughs> is 12 years old and just realised that human beings have sex. Let's make the movie now. Let's go. Which is why these sort of movies work when they're all teenagers. They're, that's why every party movie is that they're teenagers. For a bachelor party, it doesn't really make sense. <laughs> yeah, <I guess. laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's really weird. Uh, Tom Hanks is in the kitchen. He's juggling meatballs again. More juggling. I love me some paprika. <laughs> Yeah, that was the first joke that I saw that I liked, where he goes, the lucky spice is paprika, and then the gag is, is just using one spice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, he doesn't know how to cook. That's what I wrote down. He does not 
this scene is wild because <laughs> it, it's it's I mean, crazy. I think it's one shot as well with him walking yes. from the living room to the kitchen, then just going nuts. Where he's welding stuff. Oh yeah, you he's don't get welding. any explanation as to why, but he comes and welds some yeah. food, uses a torch on them. He talks about what I think. I agreed. I wrote down. Um, mm, I love dead animal meat. Oh uh, mm. yes, the exact quote was um and what meal would be complete without a little bit of dead meat yes america's favorite food dead animal flesh boom that's a joke put it in (laughs) (laughs) i don't think they even had to ask put it in it was just like that's a joke it's in yeah next (laughs) and then he and debbie sit down to eat it and he says nah this is bad this is definitely the food prison riots are made of put it in And just before that, it's like, oh, uh, the potato salad, it's crunchy, and it's just like, raw potatoes? It's, it's like, that potatoes. joke makes the movie I, worse. I remember, that's why I wrote in my notes, what the fuck is he doing? Like, somebody needs to explain to these writers that a bad joke breaks the reality of the movie, t- stops you suspending your disbelief, wastes your time, it's not just nothing. The but there's so many of them. At least one's got to land every five minutes. <laughs> exactly. If you keep putting jokes in the movie, one of them will land. Uh, That's the way you do it. It's, yeah. I liked the next joke where when they're about to bang and he pulls out a whisk and he like spins that around and then she's like, oh no. And he's like, don't worry, we'll take turns. It's so funny because it comes back. They do a callback when they're getting married. He brings out the whisk. (laughs) Gotta bring out the whisk. That's when you know it's getting kinky. Out of everything they could do a callback on. He's bad at cooking. Do a callback on that at the end of the film. Not the whisk. the priest says you can kiss the bride and he doesn't rather he pulls out the whisk and chases her off imagine being in that wedding yeah is the marriage not complete do you have to do that i don't think you have to kiss no i mean you sign a contract so i mean that's that's the marriage done bibbidi bop yeah okay so this um lady hears that her fiance is going to be having a bachelor party Mm. and she just has one request one simple request. In whole words, no hookers. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's just an important plot point. Yep, 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 yep. That's a one request. I'm sure there'll be no hookers during this movie now. Okay, 17 minutes in, we introduce the brother because we still we still need to meet some more characters. Absolutely. So that brother, right? Now he's married. And do you reckon that he's a fan of married life? Oh, absolutely. Everyone knows that the stereotype in the 80s was that everyone loves marriage. <laughs> and that they love their wife. Marriage. Well, then both of you actually will be shocked to find out... What? ...that this man finds his wife burdensome mm. <gasps> and feels like she's an anchor weighing him down. Well, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm not lying. That's how he feels. No, he does. The thing that makes it worse is that she is the strongest female character in the film. Yep. Uh-huh. She's the best female character in the movie. Yeah, she's like, yeah, she's a doctor. She's cool. Yep. Yeah. Uh, she uh, she also doesn't want him hanging around hookers. So that's two 
That's two people in the movie that were guaranteed not going to be around hookers at any point during this movie. Wouldn't it be funny if, um, to avoid shaking her hand, which she has just been using to check this old guy's prostate, <laughs> Tom Hanks says that there's going to be hookers at the party. Oh. Okay, also, let's imagine we're in a writer's room, right? And there's a scene of a colonoscopy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I pitch, hey guys, she's just got her hands in the guy's bum. What if she tries to, like, touch his face? Is that something? <laughs> Yes. Put it in the movie. Put it in. Done. Yes. Put it in there. And by in there, I mean the old guy's prostate. Put it in there. Wait, wait, wait. How about we also have a moment where she introduces Hank to the guy who's getting his prostate checked, and he's like, what's up, dude? Yeah, that would be funny. No, no, no. So they come in on the scene, all right? This is how it's going to play out. They come in on the scene. The doors open immediately for this colonoscopy. And we see that she has her hand up his skirt. We don't see anything past that, but we see something's going on because they've left the door open for this procedure. (laughs) Then they all turn around and they get introduced. Okay, this next scene has a lot to unpack in it. So we cut to Debbie's family. They're all playing tennis. They're all Mm. really good at tennis. You know, Debbie's quite good. Debbie's dad's excellent. Debbie's mum, she's a pro. Tom Hanks, he hits the ball too hard. He's not a good tennis player. He hits it out of the court again and again. How about we have a joke, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Where uh, he hits the ball so hard it goes out of the tennis court hits this random guy on the head, and then the random guy says, oh, one of these days I'm going to burn that court right to the ground. Is that funny? (laughs) I wrote that in, in my notes, (laughs) as the most unneeded line in the history of making movies. (laughs) Oh my god, yes. It's just... Just like, just do the zoom out because they do this. They zoom out and you see all these tennis balls in their their back garden. Just do that. You didn't need him to have a line. You didn't need a line in this movie. Yeah. And it's not um, funny. Of course, it's inconvenienced. We 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 understand. We get that. that. We understand <laughs> the concept. Someone hit him in the head with a tennis ball. <laughs> Thanks, movie. I know we're 12, and this is very funny, but also, he's a disrespectful ass. He knows for a fact that this is not baseball, and hitting it out of the court is not how you win. He's just being an ass. That's what made me dislike him so much, the whole hitting it and going home, man. It's like, you're a dick. Because he's going out of his way to just annoy the parents as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro. Like, this whole, like, next 20-minute scenes where we have the, like, family and stuff, he is deliberately being as big of an asshole to the parents as possible so that they dislike him more. Although, saying that... There is probably my favourite joke in the movie, and it's a joke that comes from the editing. Debbie's dad, he comes up and he just basically lists all of the ways that Tom Hanks' character is not a good person. He's like, you're a slob, There's a lot. you're arrogant, you're rude, you're a rude dude in a rude movie. He lists all of these things, and then you think the scene is over. You cut to Debbie 
and her mum and just some random friend. I think is that it's the friend from the department store, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, one no, no, it's her cousin actually. Oh, her cousin. That's right. Yeah, it's only mentioned in this one scene. So if you missed it, yeah, it's gone for the rest of the movie. But it's her cousin. It's her cousin, and she hates men. And they're all talking about various things about the wedding, about uh, the party she's gonna have, the bridal shower. Mm. Uh, and they are talking about it for probably about two minutes, and then they get up, they leave. They call over to the boys and say, Alright, we're going to go inside. Come and meet us. The, the dad's like, Yeah, we'll do. Hang on a second. Immediately cut back to him listing more <laughs> things about that. Yep. I give him props for that scene. Nice. That was really it's fun. good. Anyway, then Cole is introduced. Jacob, who the heck is Cole? So I had him in my notes as Hitler Youth Guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so basically, Cole is a guy who's blonde. Mm-hmm. And he represents... What his what the dad what the what the father-in-law thinks is a good guy, and he gives a mission: convince him to break. So convince Tom Hanks to break up with my daughter, and if you can't, you can try some more persuasive action. Mm. <laughs> and then, then at that moment, the guy picks up a tennis ball. Ah, yes, persuasive, and he crushes a tennis ball. <laughs> Honestly, if someone could crush a tennis ball, it would be very intimidating. Yeah, no, I'd be like, yeah. damn. He never really shows his strength ever again. <laughs> yeah. I wrote down here that I like how stupid his character is and I hate the main character, so this is working well. He goes up to Tom Hanks and is like, mate, I want Debbie. You dump her and I'll give you cash. <laughs> yeah, he tries to... Uh, uh, which is really weird because so far the movie hasn't been misogynistic in any way. But I felt really <laughs> at this point that that was a little misogynistic almost. He offers him money and appliances like a washing machine, dishwasher... And then Tom goes, the way I see it, this guy is in love and has a lot of appliances lying around. <laughs> and that's when I realised the whole two minutes before was just for that one Just for one Just for one They do it again in the next scene where Tom Hanks and Debbie are in bed. Tom Hanks is like, what's wrong, Debbie? And then she just lists all of the things that she's worried about, you, you know, the, the money, her car, her education, her future, the marriage, etc., etc., the party. And then Tom Hanks goes, well, how about the Middle East? You, you, you're feeling all right about that? <laughs> and also, it's so not in her character. Absolutely. Like, not. she's not a stressed character in general. <laughs> she's usually, yeah, she's like totally chill yeah. most of the movie. And like, then... I don't want to make an Excel sheet just with all the jokes, because then we have the <laughs> oh joke. Oh, my God. Then she goes, I can't sleep. And he says, I have something for that. <laughs> And it's a hammer. He pulls out the hammer. He not only pulls out the hammer, he like, he goes to whack her head. If she yeah. didn't have quick reflexes, she would be out. The bump on her head from this hammer that a fiance hey, hit look, her on the head. That would have solved her problem. Legit, what are these jokes, people? The joke there is that she's tired, so he has a hammer. He has a hammer. <laughs> it's like a sleep. Looney Tunes joke, but it makes no sense because this isn't Looney Tunes. <laughs> it's party time. So the mustache dude, he books a bunch of sex workers. They're going to rock up to yep. the address. Then Cole, he rocks up in his evil villain wagon car. It's a Porsche. And he's like, oh, change of address. Go take him to this place. And the place he gives him is the address of Debbie's bridal shower. Good joke. They'll be paid off for that later. Let's get introduced to Brad at the hotel. Their other friend who gets introduced 40 minutes into this movie. (laughs) What a friend he is. Because 
he's high and hates his marriage. Boom. What a hot <laughs> take. What a hot take. We haven't had someone who hates marriage yet in this film. Not like all of them. So, <laughs> so we have to have a character come in that's like against the marriage, you know? We've got the brother uh, who's quite reserved. He's quite pretty yep. down to earth. For this character, how about we have him speak high pitch? most of the time mm. just to really separate him from the brother character oh you know yeah. what scene i'd like to see him in a bit where he just goes ha, 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 ha. that's a good scene i'd like to put that in there okay yeah so later in the can i say what happens later in the, the movie go for it i mean it's his whole character so, <laughs> later yeah. in the movie he keeps trying to have sex uh not have sex i'm just singing <laughs> that's, my that's notes. a different character my notes is just sex 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 because <laughs> <laughs> the movie is not rude <laughs> So we see him in the shower, and he oh, and he tries to like he's trying to slit his wrists using an electric shaver. And okay, so you walk into a room, and a guy is trying to kill himself. Yeah. And so you say to him, "What is wrong with you? Would you go out there and have a good time?" <laughs> also, Tom Hanks kind of sounds like Seinfeld when he's saying that. It's like, <laughs> "Would you go out there and have a good time?" And it's just like, dude, there's a guy trying to kill himself here. Can yeah. you have? Some semblance of empathy. <laughs> okay, I see what you're saying, but uh, he's using an electric razor, and that's very funny. And yeah. so when Tom Hanks comes in, he's like, what is this hilarious scenario I found myself in? <laughs> okay, then the eight other times he legitimately tries to kill himself. It's seriously like, I don't know, man, I don't want to be a grumpy guts about this, but watching that, it's just like, that's just not funny, guys. No, it's not funny. It's it's genuinely not funny. I think uh, I think the rest of the boardroom disagrees. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One guy said he wanted that joke in, and so it's it. <laughs> it's, it is really <clears throat> not funny, though. Like, they played off as a <clears throat> joke, but there's a scene where he's just got his head in water and he's drowning himself, and you're like, this doesn't feel like... Because Tom Hanks is there and he's cracking jokes. And yeah. it's just like, what? Yeah, there's a bit of a contrast there. Because he tells he tells him to, like, go out and, like, laugh and have a good time. So he just goes, ha, ah. <laughs> Yeah. It's like a very fake, high-pitched laugh. And he's like, oh, no, 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 have the fun first, then the laugh or whatever. I don't know. And it's just like, yes... That's great advice, but he's also trying to kill himself. <laughs> so if you could do anything other than tell him off and kick him out into the party full of lethal drugs. We know they're lethal because someone, I'm not going to name characters. Character. Oh, we will. Yep. We're, we're going to get to that. I'm a very That was excited. the most shocking thing of this movie. I did not expect it to happen. Look, and also, I've got to say it, I think that was funny, too. I think that was funny. I like that. <laughs> there are yeah. funny jokes in this movie. The problem is they put all the jokes in this movie, not just the funny ones. Um, okay, what happens? Oh, there's a joke where you zoom in on uh, the breasts of this statue and then transition to uh, the breasts on a statue in Debbie's house. Mm. So it's a statue breast transition. Well, seeing as they've had no other breasts up to this point, they've got to they've got to put some in. Not not real breasts because that would be too rude. It's too rude. We don't want this movie to be rude, so we're just going to have a statue. All right. Also, yeah. th there's someone at Debbie's shower eating cat food, and we never see her again. That's, no, no, that's the character from the store. Oh, is that the crazy character from the yeah, store? Yeah, that's the crazy character from the wow. store. Wow. 
Um, she's eating cat food. It looks like the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, the special effects for that made it look gross. Because it's like a thing that should be a liquid, but she picks it up as one glutinous mass. And I don't know if you guys noticed it, but it was the most disgusting thing and I cannot get it out of my head. <laughs> okay. Like, that cat food looks like the most revolting cat food I've ever seen in my life. I did notice when they walked into the hotel room, one of the dudes was like, all right, lads, start your boners. Start was... your boners. Because mm. they're all keen. They're keen for the ladies to show up. But before that, they're like, let's watch... Some reel-to-reel porn on a tiny projection screen? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so as they're, what's it called? As they are, um, like, watch, just before they're watching porn together, um, one guy, you know how he keeps yelling out, Women! Oh, that's yeah. the isn't that the engineer guy that I actually hate? <laughs> that's a, No, honestly, at first I was like, that is so, you know, like the usual shit. Like, that's so misogynistic, blah, blah, blah. But then I thought, like, in a situation like that, what would they be yelling out? And it's probably a lot worse than woman. Mm. Probably. Like, in a weird way, saying women is like the most respectful, disrespectful <laughs> way. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? This character's yeah. still an annoying ass. So someone calls him out on it for being like, dude, why are you so obsessed with, like, sex? Yelling women, right? <laughs> oh, no, I hate this. He goes, sex is my one thing. I'm good at it. <laughs> yep. I think that there was the writers trying to give you an insight into in-depth backstory. Yeah, into them, into the writers themselves. Oh, yeah, that's so good. They're like, like the only, yeah. we are reflected in these characters. <laughs> it's the only thing we're good at writing about. Boom! Put it in the movie. We're putting it in the movie. But I just love that idea of someone who's like they're really into sex, not because they like it, not because, <laughs> because they're good just at because it. they're good at it. Like being good at golf or something. It's yeah. my talent. <laughs> exactly. I'm an yeah. engineer by trade, but sex, sex is what I'm good at. <laughs> I'm yeah. a savant. Is a sex savant. And you know as God well damn. that. They're definitely not. Like, these guys do oh, not care sick. about the other side. <laughs> They're not. Yeah, to him being good at sex means he likes having... Like, when he has sex, yes. he enjoys it. He has yeah. a great time. <laughs> He's the only one coming. <laughs> the porno tape, that's what we're up to. Yeah, yeah. So we just had the porno. The girls, there's a scene where they're like, Oh, I found a porno, so I edited it. And so they just cut out the whole sex scene. That's it. That's the edit. That's the joke. We put it in the movie. But the joke is that Cole did that. Like, the plot point. Yeah, Cole did it. That's right. Oh, does Cole do that? I thought the woman did that. Because the woman said they edited Oh, no. I think they found magazines in the bus. So that was just a pointless line. Yeah. So that's a pointless... So there is a thing they cut out. See, the editors were doing their jobs. They cut out an unfunny joke. <laughs> Fantastic. Interesting. Yeah, so basically the way that he ruins the bachelor party is he cuts out the porn and then removes the hookers, so the party is ruined. Yeah, it's ruined. It's just a bunch of boys. Oh, he doesn't remove the hookers. He just misplaces them. Okay, I... yeah. So he sends them to Debbie's party. Mm. And they rock up the same time that... Is it Dr. Tina? Uh, yes. Whatever her name is. The, the same time that she rocks up. And I kind of laughed at this. Because they go in. 
They see it's all of these women, and they're like, Haha, this again. <laughs> so they whip out their vibrators and whips, and then just walk out. Slowly, the camera pans over them as everyone in the party is just yelling in disgust. It was kind of funny, I think, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why they didn't stop. <laughs> like, they don't take a hint at all. I don't... I don't know what's happening in this film at I'm this moment. I'm not sure. Um, but they definitely put that joke in. <laughs> and then Debbie is like, oh no, the boys are up to some bad stuff. We're gonna go to a strip joint. One way or another, all the lads end up at the strip club as well. Mm. Then we meet Nick the Dick. <laughs> <laughs> that's I think that's the first, I think that's the first rude... That's the first rude thing that happens in the movie. Yeah, it's it's like the only only rude thing that really happens in the movie. I can't think of any other one. <laughs> yeah, there's a guy <laughs> who I believe his name is Nicholas, but yeah, they yeah. call him Nick the Dick because yeah. he is a stripper who get this <laughs> what has a large dick. Whoa! I, I love his introduction because we see the the chest up. Yeah. But we hear as he unzips and then thump like takes him to the floor. That was funny. And they were like, oh yeah, very, very impressive. They all yeah. clap. They all clap him. I can't quite remember this because as I was watching it, my brain was repressing it out. <laughs> like filming a movie without, like taking a picture without any film in it. Well, I think there was like a hot dog van and the dick, yes. and then I can't remember anything. So else. yeah, they they get him to bring out a tray of hot dogs. Yes, a tray of hot but dogs. But one of the hot dogs is his penis, <laughs> and then the mum gets that. Plate. Yes, the mum gets a good grabbing of this penis, but she doesn't let go. Yes, she doesn't let go for some reason. Just let go of the penis, lady. She keeps tugging. That's a joke in the movie. That was a joke. And then the mum's traumatised for the rest of it and keeps looking at her hand. Which yes. was kind of She funny. keeps looking at her hand. Going, that was another man's penis. Uh, the moustache guy who sells t- tickets, he orders a bunch of more sex workers from an Indian guy? It's kind of a racist joke. Yeah, it's pretty racist. Yeah, like, the joke is just that is Indian. That is the beginning and end of the joke. Yeah, the joke is that, oh, a pimp wouldn't be Indian, which is, yep, <laughs> that's what... Kind of racist, not gonna lie. Not, not very good. It's a good thing this is the only racist joke in the Oh, film. yeah, there's definitely not another one. <laughs> there's not another big racist joke that happens. Oh, my God. But, yeah, the fact that this, like, isn't even the racist incident that we're talking about, that there's, like, an Indian film that's real, meant to be really funny. Yeah. Yeah. They go back to the hotel, and all the ladies arrive, and Hank is like, oh, no... <laughs> And then a band also rocks yep. up. Yeah, what, what, what's what's with this band? What's with the band? They're like, uh, do you guys know each other? I think introductions are in order because they all have matching outfits and hair and other things. Yeah. So they're clearly part of the same band. I don't know what's happening at this point. I uh, I kind of I'm not gonna lie. 
I may have tuned out to the actual plot that was There's no plot. Up. There's no plot for the rest of the film. The rest of the film is all pranks. Yeah, it's just, okay, now we're at a party. How many how many non-read jokes can we put in? Okay, well, how about this? Uh, the brother <laughs> j- just got laid. He sees Hank and he's like, go get in there, brother. She's all ready for you. That's not a rude joke. We can put that in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How about, how about, okay. So we have this this guy, the ticket seller guy. Yeah, he's a bit he's a bit of a nerd, bit of a dweeb. He can't get any girl to to go with him. But from across the room, and dramatic music will play. He sees this this uh, beautiful woman across the room, and he falls instantly in love. Anyway, he he goes and bangs them, and then they they come out of it. And Tom Hank is like, good job. And he's like, yep, I'm going to get married now. Then then it's shown that the woman is actually a man because he pees in a toilet. I mean, it was going to happen either way, I think. <laughs> like, that sort of joke is in every single party film. Yeah, that's what I wrote there. It's just like, how could there not be a trans joke in there? Like, mm. when I saw it, I was like, yeah. oh, of course they had to do this. Like, yeah. yeah. Into, like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's sad, but like, I guess... In some ways, it was even expected yeah. that there'd be, yeah. And it was almost, it was almost really sweet because it did seem like they really liked each other. And then he found out, and it was like, okay, okay, great. No, never mind. You're not going to do something yeah, nice. And now he hates this mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And then there was another joke, which also was terrible. At least had a little bit of self awareness, which it was like a guy goes, "I wish I had someone I could really respect." Hey, look at the cans mm. on that bimbo. <laughs> yeah, that was Which, a good joke. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a joke I can expect. Uh, and people might say, like, I don't know, someone might be listening to this and being like, oh, this guy's no fun, doesn't like any of the jokes. But it's like, look, that joke is super rude and you, you get everything you like out of it, but at least the joke is him. Yes. Right? That's yeah, the yeah. joke. The joke is the bad guy. Because that's the problem with a lot of these movies and it was the same with Splash. The jokes are just punching down. But it's like, come on, what mm. are you doing? And that joke, at least, the joke was him. So yeah, you're right. Like, yeah. Yep. Like, yes, he's being super disrespectful. He gets his cake. You get your cake and eat it too. He gets to be disrespectful, but at the very least, yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sweet, the, sweet. the movie's like, haha, he's an idiot. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. This next scene... It's some of the weirdest... Yeah, look, let's just just get into it. So, his friend tells Tom Hanks that there's someone called Tracy... Oh, no. ...who was at high school or maybe university crush or something. Anyway, she's waiting for him in the bedroom. And so Hanks is like, oh, I promised Debbie, but it's Tracy, man. What am I going to do? Gotta get that Tracy on. So what does he do, Jake? What does he... <laughs> okay, so let's just confirm quickly. Yeah. So basically, mm-hmm. the, the guy's getting married, so, we, so yep. his friend is like, oh man, before you get married, Tracy used to like Tracy in like high school. I called Tracy up and she came here and she wants to have sex with you before you get married. Yeah. Yep. Now, can I just say, this is a pretty unrealistic movie. <laughs> what? Since when? But I don't think... No. No. I'm going to say it, guys. I don't think that's a realistic thing that would happen. <laughs> Unbelievable. How could you say that? How could you say that this is an unrealistic movie with so many jokes in it? It's unrealistic that your high school crush would be like, oh, well, before he gets married, I better drive there and get into lingerie and sit on the bed. Yeah, you're right. Look, um, but at least we can have the joke where he's looking at her 
completely naked and is like, oh no, should I do it? And then he sees Debbie, uh, the nun from the start of the film, and also his brother, yep. just superimposed on this lady. What was it the brother said? He's like, look at these knockers I have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. That's what the guy says. It looks so oh, weird. God. Also, all the kids are in there. Oh yeah, the so kids weird. from the start are going like, yeah, do it, do it. <laughs> what is happening in this movie? That scene was the one where oh. I went, okay, yeah, no, this is not something special, but what were they thinking? Mm. Just so many questions. They came up with it <laughs> Just... in the writer's room and they put it in there. <laughs> put it in. Because it's like a, I don't know. It's so strange. It does feel like a dream a little bit, mm. this scene. And then also... The stuff with um the very rude animal, which which, which we'll get to. <laughs> oh, it's almost here. I'm waiting for it. I've been waiting for this scene my entire life, uh, apparently. Before we get to that, let's talk about Cole. Mm. He's in camo, and he mm. he sets... What is he doing? This is, I wrote this down. He's wearing camo for a stealth mission in an urban environment. <laughs> yeah. So he changed from his regular outfit, his regular day-to-day, which would have been less conspicuous than a guy in full he's camo. A vil- he's a cartoon villain. With a duffel bag with a literal sniper rifle in it and a crossbow. He's a Saturday morning cartoon supervillain. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he is. He is just in every aspect, which is so bizarre. So his plan is he goes to the room that's opposite the room where the party is in, so he can look through the windows. Absolutely. He aims his crossbow, and he's going to kill Tom Hanks? Yes. He's going to murder Tom... There's a lot of near death that happens in the next couple of scenes. Yeah. But of course what happens is he fires just as Tom Hanks moves out of the way, and he shoots next to the head of the Indian (laughs) pimp. Who's like, guess I gotta bring in the muscle to get my ladies back. So that's great. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Debbie and her friends, they dress up as sex workers and they go undercover. Yeah. And they're in the elevator where the pimp's muscle shows up and is like, you, the ladies? And they're like, yeah, of course we are. Of course we are. This is what we do. And he's meant to take them to this other room that has booked them after the party. And it's a bunch of um, middle-aged... Asian men. This is a racist joke. Yeah, it goes on for five minutes, yeah. probably. Yeah, well, it's not just racist because it's like the joke is like, is there any like because these guys are gonna like, I guess like rape the woman. Yeah, but it does have the worst line of all time. They managed to top the previous mm. line of all time. So mm. some Asian businessmen are chasing around some sex workers. One of them says to the other one. Hey, Bob, this beats the shit out of sushi, doesn't it? Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, my God. Every line of it gets worse than the line. Every like, word is worse than the next one. I literally like, was thinking, how could this scene get possibly <laughs> any worse? And, boy, the writers had me covered on that one. I'm going to deconstruct it. First of all, they've already been interacting. So why would they say, hey... You don't, you know, I'm not being like, hey, Zach. Then, second of all, he says his name. His name is Bob. (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) Then he says, this beats the shit out of. Now, hmm, what do they, what do they love doing, these Japanese people? Or what's the one thing we know about them? It is sushi. Yikes. 
That's it. I'm done, guys. Yeah. Wow. Wait. No. 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 The punchline. We need a punchline. <laughs> we need a punchline to the sequence of events. They find a way to escape yeah. the room, and and no, we need something. We need something funny. Um, One of the women sacrifices themselves <laughs> to the age. Right. Yes. How about the cousin who hates men? She realizes that she yep. likes these dudes and is like. Let's get it on. That's a funny joke. That's a punchline. Put it in the movie. Put it in the movie. But weirdly, yeah, I, I didn't mind that one as much because at least it's empowering. Like, yeah. if she wants right. to do it, she can do it. I mean, it's wants. consensual. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> that's a step up. Um, kind of. So they maybe. go and um, nearly kill Cole. Oh, boy. Which was exciting. They tie him up in bed sheets and throw him out the window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they trick him into thinking he's about to bang a lady, so he gets naked, and then they tie him up in bed sheets. Tie the bed sheets up like some sort of cartoon jail escape. <laughs> tie it to the bedpost and toss him out the window. Out the so window. he's hanging like several stories in the air by mere bed sheets. I was like, is Cole going to die? First, he was shooting crossbow bolts <laughs> at the main characters, so they could have died. Now he's hanging several stories in the air. Is he going to die? Is someone going to die in this film? I'm, I'm just waiting with bated breath. This is an R-rated <laughs> film, after yeah. all. Surely someone gets, you know, yeah. splattered on the pavement. And it's R-rated. It's not rated R for being rude. <laughs> so it's, it's rated R for murder. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm realizing now though, so after that thing about, like, after that, from here on in, it's actually kind of a good ending, I think. Mm -hmm. Like, from here, I liked, I kind of liked the movie from here. Oh, yeah. 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 They stopped, like, horn shoeing gags in and actually just had good gags. Yeah. Because there's, like, a plot that happens Mm -hmm. because they have to chase Cole and Exactly. It's like... Things are happening that are not gags. (laughs) And also, it's the bachelor party. It's the point of the movie. Yeah, we got that. Not the 40-minute introduction, which was just a bunch of (laughs) bad jokes. An hour. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Love it. Um, So he's hanging, and of course, uh, there's people in the room that he's hanging next to, and he's like, oh, I'll just open the window, let in some air or something. There's a beautiful moon out tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, right. Yes, of course. Yeah, that's pretty funny. (laughs) And he opens the curtains, and it's the guy's ass. (laughs) What I realize is the jokes that I like are about this guy's bum in particular. You have refined taste yeah. in jokes. So, none of this, none of this humor about, uh, you know, how he's an asshole on everything. No, we need actual asshole jokes. Yeah, I want to see this guy's bum and then I'll laugh and not a second. <laughs> Okay. Well, then you're in luck because the couple, they run screaming out of the hotel room, go to the car, and then they're about to kiss. Okay, how did they not figure out the trajectory of this joke? Like, I get this is a joke that they're... It's the same characters, but why isn't it different characters? Because surely they would know there's a person hanging from a window or something with their moon show. Surely they told reception or something surely they wouldn't go to their car which they know is underneath this person then open up the sunroof (laughs) or whatever to bring in some fresh air so that they could comically kiss this guy's ass as he falls from like you know 
five stories or whatever, breaks his spine so they can kiss his ass. I don't know what's happening in this movie anymore at this point. This is where they bring in a donkey, but that's besides the point. The scene is dumb. I thought it was pretty funny. (laughs) I thought it was a good ha-ha joke. Yep. They kiss Cole's ass because they open up a sunroof right underneath where he he fell. <laughs> and then both of them get one cheek each. Yeah. Yeah. It's a clean spread. Also, I like that it's not like a cartoon bum. It's very realistic bum. Mm. It's very hairy. Like, <laughs> yeah. Sun, sun very hairy. Which in the scene beforehand, we saw his bum was not that hairy. Oh, yeah. Because we saw his actual bum. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong there, hey. <laughs> I wonder which one was the real bum. You're assuming it's the second one. Yeah. The, the one where his torso is attached? Or the one where we just see his very hairy bum? You can make a case for both of them. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know. Who knows? It's a mystery. We will never know until we ask the guy. Send in your emails. Tell us <laughs> yeah. which yeah. is real. So just when you thought this movie wasn't an acid trip, they bring in a donkey. Ooh. And... <laughs> oh my god. Um, it gets weird. Okay, so not only do they bring in a donkey, they bring in a donkey dressed as a donkey because there was this convention happening downstairs where a bunch of guys were in a donkey suit and they're like, we need to sneak the donkey into the room. Let's dress the donkey up as a donkey. Then they bring the donkey into the room and then pull the the fake head of the donkey off the real donkey's head. And then someone's like, wow, that's an undercover donkey. Yep. It's <laughs> great. Um, and then... Then they have a stripper dancing next to the donkey. Yep. That goes on for a while. Yep. And then the dad shows up. And he's like, oh, bestiality, what? This is an all-time new low, angry dad noises. And they leave the donkey alone, and the donkey walks to the bench where where all the things are and eats some chips. Uh Donkey has a couple chips. And it's like, hmm, like some yeah. chips. What else is here? That's unsanitary. A guy put his face in there. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, not only has one guy face planted into that chip bowl, but a donkey is eaten from yeah. it. That is a cesspool. Anyway, moving on. The donkey's like, what else is on this table? I've had some chips. Oh, some pills. Let's, 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 let's have some pills. Ah, drugs. Then the donkey sees some lines of coke and snorts them. <laughs> 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 fake i think it's felt i don't know very fake yeah. donkey head just snorting lines of cocaine yeah. so i have several questions one why does the donkey know how to snort yeah exactly like i get eating the mdma or whatever. is this a regular thing this donkey does does he go to bachelor parties and snort cocaine <laughs> yeah, his technique was impeccable. <laughs> it was impressive. <laughs> you know exactly what to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you guys know like the line like, "Oh, enough drugs to kill a horse." <laughs> yeah, wow. It's funny you should mention yeah. that because <laughs> the donkey goes crazy. He goes nuts. <laughs> he goes insane. His tongues are waggling everywhere. <laughs> He's going, <laughs> Everyone's like, whoa, the donkey's going crazy. 
Oh. And then the donkey goes belly up, just nice. collapses. Donkey dies. And I was not expecting the donkey to die. <laughs> like, it's just a dead. The guy's like, oh, nope, that donkey's dead. It's a dead donkey. And so what do they do? What? They put the donkey belly up in the elevator. And then we get three scenes of people walking into the elevator and seeing the donkey. because that's another rule of these writers which is generally this actually is a good rule for comedy which is if you have a like if you have it set up try to get as many punchlines as possible (laughs) like around three at least (laughs) yeah it's a funny joke i did not expect the donkey to die though i'm like oh they killed off an animal in this film i guess look it's not exactly been a wholesome christian film so i guess the donkey can snort cocaine and then die but also that like that like okay obviously you know i don't want to like condone animal violence or whatever like that is good clean It is a good joke. <laughs> like, maybe not clean, but, like, it's funny. The, the donkey said so much drugs at time. Yeah, I don't think there's anything clean about a stripper donkey. <laughs> it's not rude, Zach. It's definitely not a rude joke. The donkey... It's, it's, it's not rude. Yeah. He just dies, which is nothing to Please do with Please explain rudeness. what part about this is rude. The donkey was going to have sex with the performer, and instead it did so many drugs and <laughs> the donkey overdosed on cocaine. <laughs> that would have been rude. Rudeness. Just the visual of a donkey snorting cocaine is so funny. And, and it's like four legs sticking in the air in the elevator. Yeah. It's, just, it's just a thing to behold. Okay, so then the donkey dies and then the fiancé yep. comes back, right? I'm going to go check out this party. Make sure... My my soon-to-be husband isn't being an, a naughty boy. So she goes to the party. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's it? The two friends, Mr. Ticket Broker and Dr. Boy, they spot her and like, Oh no, she's arrived at the party. Quick, we've got to tell the husbands. They go over to him and they're like, Oh my god, your wife's here. What are we going to do? And what what would you do in this scenario, Jacob? What what would be a good solution here? So you're having a party, mm-hmm. and there are to use the parlance of the movie, there are hookers there. When your fiance specifically asked for no hookers, mm. <gasps> oh no! So I would probably, I'd probably just be like, "Hey, can I get you something?" Uh huh. That like, can I get you a drink? Is that it? There were drugs, but the donkey had them. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd be like, you wouldn't believe it. There was a donkey here, and then an overdose. Mm. Try to talk to her about the donkey. I feel like we should leave the donkey out of this. <laughs> <laughs> and just like, why was there a donkey there? And I'm like, um, <laughs> you saw it? Can I get you anything? I think we should try and move past the donkey. The donkey yeah. might be a problem. <laughs> I'm talk- you asked me if my fiance came to the party, what would I do? And my answer is, <laughs> bring up the donkey. <laughs> Have you seen the donkey in the elevator? <laughs> That's what oh I would do. God. Okay. You know what? That might work. I've got a different plan. So what we're going to do is we're going to get the fiancé and we're going to get one of my friends to go over, pretend that they don't recognize, and make them go to the bedroom, 
so that the guy can pretend to make love to her and then she can be upset? He's going to true lies her. This happened in the movie True Lies. That's where he got the yes, idea from. Yes, except do it incorrectly. Yeah, I don't know. He immediately gives it away because he flops on her and acts like a dead fish. <laughs> yes, but then she's still upset. I have... I have no idea what's happening. Yeah, well, she's mad. You know, of course she would be. And then yes, but why is he flopping on her? He's not a character. He is a vessel for jokes. <laughs> why? Why? Why would he not just be like, "I know it's you. I haven't slept with any hookers today, or something." Just explain that. Well, because because we need the joke of him asking uh, the entire party, "Have I slept with anyone yet?" And them all going, "No, you haven't." Just so we can get his point across. I get, I get, I get that. But also, why didn't he just go like, "Oh man, you're the first hooker I'm gonna sleep with tonight because I love my wife." But I guess we have to shoehorn that joke in, so that makes yeah. sense. Let's let's do that instead. Yeah, but we didn't need the misunderstanding. Yes, absolutely, because every movie needs a misunderstanding. You know? <laughs> uh, yes, but I would say though, um, yeah. So S- Sandro mentioned it, but my favorite part of the movie is when yeah he stands up and is like, uh, "Have I had sex with anyone in this room?" Which I have to say is the lowest bar that's ever been set <laughs> in the history of being in trouble in a relationship. Yeah. And not even if I had sex with anyone in this room, it's if I had sex with anyone in this room tonight. <laughs> yes. Because previously wouldn't count, you know? That wouldn't, yeah, that wouldn't exactly. count. <laughs> He's banged a lot of them before, but mm. not, not even during the Bachelor party. That's probably my favourite moment in the movie, I think. And it's a funny moment. Mm. I really like the joke, because uh, the hotel manager has gotten many complaints from uh, oh, other people no. staying at the hotel about all the noise coming from this Bachelor party. So the hotel manager brings across a bunch of police and knocks mm. on the door. When they don't answer, he's like, all right, boys, let's break the door in. Oh, wait a second, I've got the key. Let's just open up the yeah, door. Yeah, they, they go to push it in, and he's like, oh, no, 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 I got the key, I got the key, it's fine. And then everyone just flees? Yep, the, yeah. the cops are at the party, so everybody just tries to run away. Because, yeah, they are doing lots of illegal, non-rude things at the party, so they run. Also, Debbie's dad is tied up to um the bed. Yeah, with a bunch of hookers, like, molesting him. Great. That doesn't come to fruition at all. And I'm going to skip to the, the, the end of the movie really so, quick because it's uh, a wedding scene with them all there. How is the dad not absolutely furious at just every... How did this wedding go through? <laughs> I know it's the whole point of the movie is we got to end it on with the wedding. But how did this movie, this wedding still happen after this disaster of a night? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. How is the movie still going? <laughs> because... The movie's still going because, once again, nobody at any point was like, maybe we shouldn't do that. (laughs) No, we've got to get them to a movie theatre. I have a great joke about 3D. I need to put this 3D joke in. A great joke about 3D that I'm pretty sure I've seen in a Mel Brooks movie from the 70s. (laughs) Uh, Cole... (laughs) Cole kidnaps... Uh, the bride-to-be, because he's like, well, if I can't have her, no one can, something, something, I'm the bad guy. For some reason, I have to do this. So he grabs mm-hmm. 
grabs her, runs over to this truck that's laying cones. Like there's a guy at the back laying cones, kicks out the driver, drops in the 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 driver's seat and speeds off. Meanwhile, the cone layer guy, what a great joke this is. The cone layer guy doesn't notice and just keeps laying cones. <laughs> keeps laying cones while he's chasing in a bus and they don't even do anything with it. There could have been a cool car crash. I, I would have liked them to be a delay before they could get the bus. So that the only way they can follow them is by following the cones. Yeah, exactly. The trail of cones. There was a good joke in this setup, but they just, like, it's yeah. the only one that they don't take. It's so weird. Anyway, there's a chase scene, an epic chase scene, where they're driving this bus after uh, Cole. And then Cole g- drives to a movie theatre and... Because we need to have a fight scene that matches the movie that's playing on the background. Yeah. Because this is a joke one of our writers thought of. Cause it, yeah, because it's a 3D movie as well. It's a 3D movie. Oh, 3D. That'll be important for the joke I set up. I told you guys about it. Yeah. Um. Then what happens? Hank runs into the theatre, sees that Cole has Debbie, and then they fight. Uh, somehow, in just... Not sure how, but somehow, it's the exact same fight that's playing out on screen. So whenever... He throws Cole into the audience. It's the same as when the guy gets thrown towards the camera and everyone's like, whoa, it's cool 3D. <laughs> yep, because there's like a random sci-fi movie playing on in the background where a bad guy's kidnapped the girl and the hero's fighting him. So there's a parallel of them. Mm. And so all the audience, instead of thinking, why is there a bunch of people from the audience standing blocking my view of the movie? Instead, they're like, whoa, it's 3D. But yeah. one of the women is like, I don't know, I've seen better. And then um, one of them accidentally punches her in the face. And then she's like, wow, whoa, this 3D is pretty good. Uh, well, Jacob, I think what we need now, um, just to wrap up the whole thing, the donkey died. We haven't really addressed that yet. <laughs> how about How about Brad, the suicidal guy? feels bad for letting this donkey die, right? How's that mm-hmm. sound? Uh-huh. And so he's like, I'm going to end it once and for all. He jumps in the bus and then pedal to the floor, drives straight through the wall of the theatre. Yeah, nothing like a, like a suicide, suicide slash terrorist attack to go out on. He doesn't die though, does he? No, he doesn't. No, no, he's f- fine because it's a movie theater wall. So it's <laughs> <Yeah>. very thin. <laughs> exactly. It's just the it's just the what do you call it? It's just the screen. It's just, screen. It's just pretty much the screen at this yeah. point. Everyone knows a movie theater is seats and screen, nothing more. Yes. There's nothing uh, protecting the outer <laughs> layer of a movie theater except a thin veil of a screen. So this bus just careers through at the very climax of the film and everyone's like wow what a great effect amazing as the the writers pat themselves on the back by having the 3d audience clap them out what an amazing end of the film well the wedding but end of the film and then there's the wedding because you forgot about the best joke in the film where at they're all at the wedding and uh (laughs) just just before the bride kisses the groom Tom Hanks is like, oh, wait, I've got to make this a special moment. And so he he, he reaches down off uh, out of view of the camera and she's like, oh, my goodness, what's happening? 
and he pulls out a whisk, yep. just like before. And he's <sighs> like, it's okay, we're married now. And then they drive off in the, in the car, and rather than having just married on it, it says, just having sex. Because these writers just learned that sex is a thing that two people can do, and they are very excited about it. <laughs> Bravo. End of the movie. Absolutely beautiful. Now look, this movie might not be very good. <laughs> it uh, it might not have any good characters. Yep. It might only have one good performance. Yep. It might uh, potentially be full of jokes that don't land. Um, I think I had fun with it. Mm. I think it was not boring. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it definitely wasn't boring. I think that's the best I can say about it. I think I'm still going to give it an oldie. Through all those points. Yeah. This deserves an oldie. My opinion on this, there were a lot of jokes. I laughed at several. I didn't for the rest of the movie. Uh, it was racist. It was transphobic. It was, it was old. Um, and very sexist. Very sexist. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna give it a little, a little oldie from me. I don't think that, uh, it's possible to give this film a goodie because of all the things you just mentioned, and I agree with you. (laughs) So, Jacob? (laughs) Nice. Yeah, I'd say, look, something we've pointed out a lot is that they put lots of jokes in here, right? Mm. So, if you put in enough jokes, some of them are gonna be good. Mm. And, like, I do think this movie, if you wanted to cut it up, there would be a few good YouTube videos in it. (laughs) That's oh, undeniable. Yeah. But is it a good movie? Uh, no, it is no. not. Is it an only movie? Yes, it is. Absolutely. Yeah. But <laughs> donkey snorting cocaine and dying <laughs> will always... will always, I'll never be able to say that with yeah. a straight face. And I'm going to say And I'm going to say it. Two people in a car with an open sunroof leaning in to kiss each other and a man's bare bottom holds and they kiss the bottom. I think... That's funny. Look, yeah. that may be childish humour, but it's our humour. It's one of those movies that it is like, we would never have watched it if it wasn't for this podcast, and we would mm. never recommend it to anyone to watch outside of watching it for this podcast. Mm. But I don't hate that we had to watch this one. Mm. Yep. Because there is some stuff in it that, yeah, the donkey, I'm glad I've got a donkey sniffing <laughs> cocaine in my life. I'm glad that I've witnessed that. I'm so. glad that I witnessed him bars as well. Before we pitch sequels, there is a sequel. No. It came out in 2008. Oh. <laughs> what? It's a directed DVD movie. It's called Bachelor Party 2, Ooh. The Last Temptation. Ooh. I think it's different characters, but it's uh, the director and, and Pat Proft. So Neil Israel and Pat Proft, they return to write it. So it's the same writers. It looks awful. All of the reviews that I found were like, this shouldn't exist. But I love that because the franchise, it's not like, like a, I get calling something blah, blah, chicken run too, whatever, because chicken run, people know what chicken run is. Mm. But why got this patch of money too? 30 <laughs> years later. And then wait, time to pitch sequels. What have we got? I've, uh, I've got a, uh, a sequel. Please. We're in a, uh, a dark shady room uh where we're looking at the the view from a character's point of view he's looking down at a at a statement it says a a father or like name or whatever deceased it 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 pans out and we see this donkey looking at this deceased (laughs) notice from his dead father he's crying tears he's like no papa not to my father (laughs) And then the wife comes in, the, the, his mother, and is like, it's okay. 
You'll be brave and beautiful like him one day. And we follow this donkey throughout its life, its hardships of living up to his father's name, you know. Uh, always being picked on. It's like, oh, how's your father doing other things? You know, by the asshole villain character. And he he goes through his struggles in life, but he can't handle it. And he, he picks up the bottle, you know. He, he starts drinking. It's terrible, you know. But that's when he finds this girl. And this girl is wonderful. The best girl he's ever met. Oh, no. um, and she stops him from drinking, stops, stops the smoking, stops all these things. And it's like, it's... It's okay, your dad would be proud of you, that sort of thing. But then one night, a terrible thing happens. Terrible, terrible thing. She snorts cocaine <laughs> and dies. What? That's the twist ending? Best picture winner at the Oscars. <laughs> yes, it's, it's a very tear-jerking, yes. heartfelt movie. Joaquin Phoenix wins Best Actor as his role as Child yes. Donkey. <laughs> um, my general idea was just a tagline, but I think that you could turn this tagline into a sequel uh, of some mm. sorts, but I don't really know if I want to go into the actual plot right now. But the tagline is, You thought the bachelor party was wild. Just wait until you see the baby shower. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> And there's not a donkey, there's a horse. <laughs> you gotta up the stakes. A horse, a horse that does cocaine. No, dies. no, 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 no. What's okay. worse than cocaine? There's gotta be something worse than cocaine that the horse can do. It it injects itself. Yeah, it injects. <laughs> oh no! Oh my god! Um, mm. Yeah. So mine is. Um, so I'm the executive producer. Mm. Yep. And I go to the director and the writers. Oh, hi there. I'm the director, and this is my assistant. And I say to them, hey, guys, you want to make an extended part of this movie? Can we have all the jokes that you didn't include? <laughs> but but we, we, we don't have any jokes that we didn't include. Okay, and assuming that they had a few, like a few of them must have not made the cut. I reckon, as even though they put in every joke, I still reckon they have maybe ten jokes that didn't go. <laughs> ten yeah, jokes, probably. Exactly. They, okay. uh, we make a movie. <laughs> we make them a movie. <laughs> That's my movie pitch. I want to see it. Wow. I want to see what didn't get into this movie. I guess it's time for a different segment, huh? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> it's time for raving reviews. This is a serious segment full of seriousness, where I seriously tell you about serious things that people seriously have said about the serious movie. So this is part of the show where we get the raving reviews about this movie from the audience. They they made a review. These two lugabugs have got to guess them. I'm going to make this real quick because I want done with this movie. Good Lord. Uh, so, does everybody understand the rules and instructions of this, this segment? You bet. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the rating system, which is 0 0.5 to 5? I did, but if I didn't, thanks for the reminder. We remember. Steve says, Tom Hanks best role that's right i said it best role <laughs> i'll say five stars five stars all right because tom hanks is great if this is his favorite tom hanks movie i don't think it's a tom hanks fan therefore four stars Ooh, that's an interesting take because it's four out of five Whoa. sandra gets a point Woo. 
Maybe you can uh, psychoanalysis Adam, who says, the donkey thing was really funny. <laughs> Five stars. It was. I And this is a review I agree with. <laughs> Five stars. All right. Uh, I'm going to go two stars on this one. I don't think it's that positive. Two stars. It was two out of five. Oh, well done. Sandro is killing it now. Jacob's sweating because literally Sandro has never won one of these. What? Let's, yes. So let's see if Jacob can like be the so. one. To... Sandro's literally never won. Never won a single one of these. So, so far, you're letting literally everyone down. That's okay because Kenny says American Pie of the 80s. Five stars. Are you doing five out of five again? Someone, surely people rate five out of five. Maybe you should think about it instead of just saying five out of five. <laughs> and that you're trying to psych me out. <laughs> you're trying I to think... psych me out. I would never do anything so cruel on my single segment. <laughs> I've done it multiple times. <clears throat> Sandra, what have you got to say? Uh, 2.5. 2.5. It's 2.5! <laughs> I cannot How believe can it. I compete with Sandra, this? all right. All right, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob Virginia says still like this movie dot 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 Jacob what do you think she three did? stars three stars oh right, Sandra let's go 3.5 it's five out of five. <laughs> oh my god the one time it's five out of five I'm quitting comedy I'm quitting <laughs> don't worry no one got a point there it's fine it's fine no one got a point it's okay alright Jacob alright this one's for you but I'm gonna get Sandra to get first because that's really what's throwing you off, is okay. you guessing first. All right. Jen um, seems to really like this movie as she says, actually, zero stars. It won't <laughs> save that worst movie ever made. Explanation mark. Evil. Explanation mark. Explanation mark. Explanation mark. Only movie I've ever walked out of. Well, at least because the movie was bad. Every franchise's worst nightmare. Wow, that's amazing. What do you think she rated this one? Um, I think they're trying to psych me out. I think it's a one. Okay, <laughs> what did you think she rated this, Jacob? Can you do zero or just point five? Uh, point five is the lowest you point can go. Point five. It is point five. Oh. <laughs> We're back, baby. We're back. The comeback. I'm feeling it. All right. Nobody has ever lost to Sandro. <laughs> not and a today is not <laughs> All right, then. You should be able to get this one. It's pretty obvious. Adam says, first and only viewing the 4th of the 21st, 2010. <laughs> <laughs> Sandro, what do you think Adam rated this? What a review. First and only viewing. <laughs> I'm glad we know that. I'm going to go two stars. First and only viewing. I'm thinking five stars there. <laughs> five stars. It's close. You're really close. But it's three and a half stars. Wow. Nowhere near that. Positive. Um, I thought you would have got that one, seeing it was pretty obvious. But I think uh, Bogovac will really speak to you, Jacob. Colin 
left bracket, left bracket, left bracket, left bracket, left bracket, left bracket, left bracket. It's not the left bracket, it's the right bracket. I'm an idiot. Right bracket, right bracket, right bracket, right bracket, right bracket. It's a smiley face, but with a lot of smiles. Yes. Can I go five? I'm going to go five. You go, so Sandro's going five out of five. Jacob, what are you going? 4.5. It's 4.5! Whoa! I cannot, I cannot believe it. It's a comeback. What's the score? What's the score? I'm on three, you're on two. Ooh, it's close. It's close. Uh, you have to get the highest points, otherwise it's a tie. So as long as you draw with Sandro, he will keep his never won streak. Yeah. So, so we got... to confirm, Sandro's on three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm on two. And how many more questions are there? There is one question. Okay. <laughs> Paul says three stars for <laughs> Hank chasing after his girlfriend with a whiz. Oh, no. <laughs> three stars. Three stars, lucky okay, three, stars. Oh, no. three stars. Sandro, what do you think? Um, Paul rated this. He says three stars for Hank chasing after his girlfriend with a whisk. Four stars because it was one star plus three stars for that scene. Four stars, look it in. It's three out of five. <laughs> Jacob brings it back. Brings it back. He's not letting the team down. That's it. We're done with this. This is... I'm going to give you my favourite quote before Sandro can say anything. I know we've got to pick the movie, but I don't care. I'm going to say, Paprika! <laughs> That's it. I'm done. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> <Done with it. laughs> Zach just left. <laughs> Zach just quit the podcast. <laughs> Well, so I know I'm excited to see you as my co-host on the podcast next week. <laughs> now that Zach is quit. Hang on, hang on one second. There we go. This is how we're going to fix the show. Hello? Oh, hey, is that um Zach? Yes, this is Zach. Hey, um, my co-host Zach just, uh, just abandoned me on on this show that i do oldie buddy goodie i'm looking for a new co-host are you available uh yeah sure i can do it sweet yeah Sandro, i'm right here <laughs> just okay. make sure that you don't tell jacob that i asked you before him <laughs> okay cool 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 no worries i'm coming in all right sweet. i just... even offered <laughs> <laughs> what a wild episode this has been whoa hey guys how's it going I'm uh, Zach's replacement. <laughs> this is Canada Zach. It's Zach, but his phone <laughs> Hello there, Vandals. It is I, Canadian Zach. How's it going, horses? Well, well, we're well, we're well. Excellent. Um, <laughs> well, flown down all the way from Canada. Boy, I love the maple syrup. <laughs> Um, this is gonna be our longest episode, but uh, thanks for thanks for listening this week. Woo. The oldie but a goodie. Uh, if you like the show, tell a friend. Recommend this episode if you want. Honestly, <laughs> there's Instagram, Facebook, uh, email, all in the, the description. Is there anything else we've got to plug, Zach? I, I think that's it. Um, I don't know. I'm new to this show, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob, is there anything that you want to plug? Yeah, if you like sketch comedy, Paul Noodle PhD candidate. If you like improv comedy, Will It Juice? All your stuff, yes. Uh, Zach, pick next episode. You've got two options. New Zach, are you ready? 
This is a big responsibility, Newzak. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. I don't know why I'm going slightly German, but yeah. <laughs> that was very strange. You've got two options for next week. One <clears> of them <throat> is called The Last Starfighter. It is a sci-fi Ooh. where a teenager who is a gamer is recruited by a bunch of aliens to fight in their space war. It's basically Ender's Game, but with less genocide. I've seen this movie. Okay. I'm not kidding you. I've seen this movie before. It's really bad. I saw it on TV. Oh, really? I remember it vividly. It is awful. (laughs) Your other option is The Muppets Take Manhattan. It's the third (gasps) Muppet movie. Sees them graduate from college, and then they go and try and sell a musical that they've written in New York. Wow. That sounds great. I've been to New York because I live up in Canada, (laughs) and uh, that's really close to Manhattan, so I've been there. So I'd love to see what The Muppets are doing there. I'll take that one. Uh, wrapping it up with our favourite quote, Canadian Zach, actual, um, not actual Zach, previous Zach, ex-Zach, mm-hmm. old Zach, <laughs> dead Zach, yep. he had his favourite quote that he said before he quit. <laughs> Did you have a different one? <laughs> There's just a big note here written down that says, if I was a baby, that baby, I would breastfeed till I was 17 slash <laughs> 18. <laughs> Don't know what that means. Mm. I've got a quote here that says, um, what meat would be complete without a little bit of dead meat? That's right, America's favourite food, dead animal flesh. Women! (laughs) (laughs) Great quote. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.